0: feedback going on here. Are you fixing it or causing it <laughs> There's a sermon in there somewhere thank you brother Josiah Just bear with me one second. We're just gonna we're gonna turn things off. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. I'm just gonna go through and turn everything off. Yes, thank you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And I know that when that thing's done cooking, <laughs> it's gonna be tight. Yeah, she's like, "Are you talking about?" This? This red mic has effects on it, so you have to roll the effects off. That's the bottom green knob. We're just going to work through this today as we get ready to get into the Word. Amen? You're probably going to have to bring this down just a little bit because it sounds a little bit, maybe at least in the monitors or something, it sounds a little bit hot for me. And I'll scream louder, so you can just turn me down. Go go with me in the Scripture to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 4. I want to continue on the... The, uh, on the subject material that we've been preaching about for the last uh, two weeks um, we've, we've been talking about a sermon series uh, called Family Matters uh, And last week I failed to mention that we were still on that sermon series But nonetheless, last week's sermon was still a part of the Family Matters sermon series And um, and I, I believe that many folks were blessed I was telling Sister Deidre when we left the service that it seemed like... Um, Videos from last week now i can 't hear myself at all uh, some of the videos from last week uh, were, were taking a lot of traction on Facebook a lot of folks were sharing those and listening to them and I said you know, I said I was just you know just preaching what the Lord gave me didn 't feel like I hit a home run or anything but the Lord takes it and does a lot with what we do amen and so i 'm thankful that you know that last week 's message it really went out and to the masses and I think it got shared over thirty times or something like that and um, We are in Deuteronomy. We're in Deuteronomy chapter number 4. And we're going to continue on this Family Matters. I believe I'm going to wrap it up this weekend um, about the Family Matters uh, series. Um, But but for just the next few moments, I want to talk to you about a concept. I I just endearingly titled it, My Daddy Said It. Okay? Okay? And so uh, I'm excited to be able to talk to you about this uh, Where it pertains to families and the matters of families this morning But uh, without any further ado, let's turn to the scripture Chapter number 4 of the book of Deuteronomy We're going to begin reading at verse number 9 And we're going to read verse number 10 And then we're going to flip over a couple chapters And read uh, several other scriptures as well So bear with me as we read Starting with verse number 9 And I'm going to go ahead and read out of the New King James Version. Um, And it says in in verse number 9, Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself lest you forget the things your eyes have seen unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life. And teach them, everybody say teach them, to your children and your grandchildren. I want you guys, I want to read that one more time. And teach them... Everybody say, teach them to your children and your grandchildren, especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord, your God in Horeb. And when the Lord said to me, gather all the people unto me and I will let them hear my words. Everybody say God's words that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth and that they may teach their children. Say, teach your children. Chapter number 6, verse number 6. We're going to keep on reading. The Bible says, And these words which I command you today shall be... Where at? In your heart. How many of y'all are reading the scripture with me this morning? They shall be in your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. I'm going to read that one more time because it's important today. And these words which I command you today shall be, where at? The word. It, the Bible says in Psalms 119.11, I have hid thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. And he's saying something that's profound right here. He's saying, get my word down in your heart because these words need to be in your heart because I need you to transfer them. Because He's saying it's got to be in your heart before, because we we know the Scripture says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so, uh, so God is saying that these need to be in your heart and with your soul, uh, I'm sorry, in your heart that you shall teach them diligently to your children and you shall talk of them when? When you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign in your hand and you... Sh- Uh, They shall be in the frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. I know we didn't go that far in the scripture. But there's power right there. Because God is saying that I, and and I'm already, I'm just ready to get into the word here this morning. I'm I'm not going to do it. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Praise God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Verse number 19, there's a common theme that's happening right here. Verse number 19, he says, And you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And when you write them, you shall write them on the doorpost of your house, and on your gates. Amen? That your days and the days of your children may be multiplied In the land which which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. Amen. I've got to talk to you for a few more moments this morning about... My daddy said it, okay? And so uh, I, I I use the term da- daddy. I know that's a masculine term. We're talking about a male figure because, um, you know, not to be not to be or sexist, but but God is a man. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, um, in and in this, you know world that we live in, sometimes that, you know, we're very not gender non-specific or I don't know the, all the politically correct, but God is the Father in heaven, oh amen, okay, and so uh, this morning I want to talk to you about the concept of my dad said this to me, and I know it's a little bit loose to use the word dad, it kind of makes religious folks cringe when you start talking about dad and say, or uh, talk about God and say dad, you know, but the word Abba literally translates Dad. You know, Daddy. Um, and so, uh, this morning, I want to talk to you about a concept that it, it just I, that I just heard the Holy Spirit saying to me this week, and it was that my dad said it. My daddy said it. Okay, and and so. Um, for you to understand where I feel like the scripture is going today. I know we we're talking, I could have read the context of the scripture, but I didn't really read the context of Deuteronomy. He was laying out the Ten Commandments before the children of Israel in one, in one of the scriptures. And he was laying out some rules and some ordinations that he had put before them. And he said, these are my ways. And And he talked to Moses about the, uh, the Passover and when they sprinkled the blood of the Lamb over their doorpost. And he told him, he said, tell your children, tell your Grandchildren, what happened here today? And so every year when you celebrate the feast of Passover, I want them to know that this is tradition. Hello, y'all. It's Tradition Sunday. There was a tradition that was started because God did something major in the lives of the children of Israel, He caused them to, to kill a lamb to put the blood over their doorpost and because of him putting the blood on the doorpost the the angel of death swept over the place but spared the children of Israel and when and then God said tell your children what happened and pass on tradition to them listen i know not all traditions are good traditions but God is a god of traditions he purposed in his heart for you to pass things on to your kids I, there's a there's a certain way of transfer that God has ordained from the beginning of time Do you understand and I need you to understand this morning that God has ordained his word to be passed through time and you know how he did it he did it by transferring it from one generation to the next generation to the next generation I know there are; it it was pinned down and praise God it was pinned down but before it could ever be pinned down the Holy Spirit had to move upon holy men amen and he had to cause them to hear the word of the Lord and know what God was saying and so it was spoken The word, the Logos word of God is the spoken word of God. And God is saying something to you today. And he's saying for you to transfer it, to transfer it down the line and create traditions out of his word. Now for you to to drive the point home just a little bit more this morning, I I need to bring a concept to you. I I was thinking about this. And I remember when I I didn't expect my dad to be in service with me this morning. And look, he's gone. Poof. There he is. I looked over where he was and he was not. There he is. I do I wasn't expecting him to be in. It's easier to talk about folks when they're not here, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Um but but you know, I remember when I was anybody remember being young cuz I'm old now. I'm getting ready to be older. Um and uh I remember way back when when I was... In, you remember, Sister Jennifer, when you were young? Yeah. Yeah. You, rem, you, you remember back when you were young and you jumped on that trampoline and took chunks of meat out of your feet? Yeah. Yeah, we need to pray for her. Um, if anybody's seen that on Facebook, it should have had like a, a graphic content disclaimer. Huh? Third injury. Oh. Slow learner. Third trampoline injury for her I remember when I was young I remember when I was younger And, and what I mean by young is Younger than this um, No, when I was When I was in grade school and, and, and many of us can remember back to when we were in grade school The teacher Could tell you something in grade school And By and large you would believe What the teacher was saying Especially if it was backed up by the textbooks And that was great your uncle could share something with you, and in my case, when my uncle said it, it was almost ninety-eight percent fabrication. I just knew that. Okay, so there's some things you just discard, and then, you know, and then uh, when you know when uh, when when other influential people, when the president got up and he stood in the microphone and he began to talk. You you kind of have to have your ears of discernment on. Hey, not throwing any particular president under the bus, but when they stand up at that podium, you you have to begin to decipher what is truth of what they're saying. There's somewhere in there is truth, and you know somewhere in there is you know is uh is you know is a little bit of a, a padded truth, if you will, and so. Uh, you know, you've got all these different voices that are talking to you, and you you begin to accept them or learn how to discern what to take and what not to take. But there was one voice that if he spoke to you, if they spoke to you and they told you something, then you took it to the bank. It was the done deal. I'm And I'm telling you that when your dad or your mom... And especially there's something about when a father speaks. I just got to go ahead and make this, the specification. There's something about when a father speaks to his children that when he says something to them, that is the, that's the gospel truth. It does, it could be He could tell them that the sky is green. And they could just say, you know what, you guys are calling that blue, but my dad said that that thing is green and you guys are all wrong. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I remember being in grade school and, you know, if dad said something, then it was the truth. And if my friends came against that truth, that was fighting words. My dad said so. Y'all know what I'm talking about? My dad says, well, I've come to tell you today that there's a Father in heaven who has spoken some things to you and about you. And, and sometimes we think of what God says to us and about us, and then when somebody comes along and they start to contradict what God says, well, uh, God said that I'm supposed to be blessed, but uh, my, but your life, somebody comes at you and, oh, your life isn't blessed. We, we start cowering down as if we don't believe the words of our heavenly Father. But I wish somebody would rise up with the indignation of a 10-year-old and just begin to say, I don't care what you say devil, I don't care what you say friend, I don't care what you say uncle, I don't care what you say aunt, I don't care who has to I don't I don't care who's saying it against it my dad said something to me my dad promised me something my dad said my life was going to be this way I know I may be bound right now into a certain situation I know I may be bound into an addiction right now, I know I may be bound into a struggle right now I know I may not be blessed and highly favored in the natural right now but my dad said that i am the head and not the tail i'm blessed in the city i'm blessed in the field i'm blessed all my crops are going to increase he said that i am his son i am his uh, i am his daughter i am in in, in me he is well pleased Amen. I'm telling you what happened to the fervor that we had as a child. That when our dad would say something, I just remember it so clearly. When my dad said, My dad could tell a ghost story that had to be at least 90% false. I mean, and I would just tell it was truth. I just believed it. He could, I mean, he could have told, he used to tell me stories about copper moccasins. And I thought that was a species. Rattlemouths. Rattlemouth snakes. I remember just looking through the woods, walking, looking for rat, rattle mouths Didn't know what environment they lived in. But Dad said it. You know, and he said it probably for fun, but I've come to tell you that there is a, and, 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 and that's okay because it's fun to have fun with. I remember going snipe hunting too. I'm telling you that, you know, there, there is, there's something that, you know, I love our, our, you know, our earthly father. He can have fun with us and we're going to believe it regardless. But I've come to tell you that our father in heaven doesn't mince words. And when he says something it uh, listen because he said it it is truth. I don't I don't think people understand that that he doesn't say things and because he doesn't say things and they're true but it, when he says it it is truth. Amen. It doesn't have to line up with what's going on right now. It could look like it would be false to the natural situation, but if God said it then he is truth and therefore if God said it over you then it is the truth about you. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to take very much longer this morning. Praise God. Everybody say praise God. It's because there's chicken. When there's chicken involved, when there's chicken involved, the words spoken by a parent have more value and weight than nearly anyone else. And maybe, you, maybe you're, you didn't have it like that with your parent, but you had a grandfather. I know for Brother Dave, he, he had a pop that, that when he spoke it, it was ironclad. You know, you, and, and for this reason, I need to tell you about God speaking over you, but I also need to tell you about speaking over your children. I need to talk to you. We're talking, We, you know, last week we talked about breaking, gener- two weeks ago, talk about breaking generational curses. And then last week I said, you know what, I'm done talking about generational curses. Let's talk about generational blessings for a little bit. You know, but I've come to tell you that we can pronounce cursing over our children and over those around us. And and, and I need you to understand, go with me here, it's not just about your biological children. It's about those who are under you. As far as I'm concerned, I'm the youngest daddy of 100 people people in the room if you know what I'm saying God has given me the, the, the call to be the shepherd over this flock right here over the over this house and so I consider my role a fatherly role and so when I'm talking over you then I take that not only into the context of Abby and Eli my biological children but I take that in the context of the entirety of the church that when I speak that I need to be speaking what is truth and I need to be speaking what is a blessing because you as children of the Lord and when, let me let me break it and let me bring it to you in scripture form. He, Jesus was talking to the Father, and he said, "Thank you, Lord, that you have confounded the wives but you have revealed it to the little children." He was talking about the disciples. He said, "You have revealed it to the to babes." He said, "You've revealed it to babes." And and I've come to tell you today that 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 God's economy and God's time, it doesn't have to do with age and who's the older one as the father and who's the younger one. It, 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 in the spiritual world, it's a spiritual economy and so you can mother our father over many, many people and not be a biological parent to them. So I'm talking to everyone in the room today when I say that your words are powerful. Your words are sharp. The Bible says that God's word is sharper than any two edged sword, cutting, and, uh, cutting each direction, dividing bone from marrow dividing spirit from soul able to cut and see able to penetrate the heart able to see and convict and cause you to turn back to god and i've come to tell you in james he said out of the same mouth proceeded blessings and cursings and this ought not be so he said you ought to be blessing people and not cursing people you have the ability to either bless or curse your children And so it's important as parents, as grandparents, as leadership over people that when we speak to them or about them, I need you to hear me, hear me today. I'm going to say it like I did last week. Let me say it the way you need to hear it so that you understand what I'm trying to say to you today. I don't know why I said that last week, but it felt good. And so I'm going to do it every week from now on. And but but it's important that you say what needs to be said and maybe not what you're carnal mind is telling you to say because even your words spoken in private have power even your words that are spoken in your alone time have power there have been times I'm talking to sister Deidre and I'm like I, I will, we will talk in code as if there's a baby in the room and we're trying to spell it out because the baby is Satan if y'all know what I'm talking about we will talk in code because I don't want to give the enemy any place and I don't want to tell him any, I don't want to give him any glory. I don't want to give... I don't want to... You know, and, and so when I, I... I'll start talking in code to her and sometimes she looks at me real funny and we're still learning what the code is. You know, and, but but it's because our words are powerful and Satan can hear them and God can hear them and we we put them out in the atmosphere and they cause blessing and cursing and we have the ability to bless and to curse and so it's so important for you to speak. what What... what We've got to start blessing one another. We've got to start blessing the church. Are there people, you know, where there's people involved, there's going to be issues involved. The reality is every one of us got some mess. Every one of us got some problems. Every one of us makes mistakes. Every one of us has some shortcomings. But thanks be to God for the grace that covered a multitude of sin. And His grace that covered you should also be in your mouth to cover all those that are around you and especially your children. Look what Jesus said when He was talking uh, to, to uh, the disciples and to all those who were listening. In John chapter 12, verse number 45... Uh, I'm sorry, verse number 49. Do you have that one, Brother Daniel? No, okay, that's okay. In John chapter number 12, verse number 49, Jesus said something. He said, uh, "He said it was re- really profound what he said because this is the lesson. Uh, you know, Jesus wasn't just talking because he was saying, I am the Son of God and this is what I do. He was saying, I need you to to do what I do. Amen? He's saying, I need you to to reciprocate the what I'm teaching you. And so Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse number 49, He said, I don't say anything that I want to say. I only say what the Father tells me to say. Amen? Let let me get there. Let me read it so that you'll hear it in Scripture form, because I don't think you understand. I've got things falling around. Here we go. John, chapter number 12, verse number 49. Jesus said, I'm going to read verse number 48. He who rejects me does not receive my words, has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last days. Verse number 49. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but what the Father who sent me gave me, a command, what I should say and what I should speak. I actually like the King James better, but he says that the, the Lord, he said, I don't, he says, I speak what I hear the Father speak. There's another place in the scripture in the same book in John chapter 5 where Jesus says, I don't even do what I want to do. But I do what I see the Father do. I only do what I see the Father do. I only say what I see the Father say. My goodness, if the church could just get a hold of that concept today. If we would just walk around and say, I'm only going to do what I see the Father do. And I'm only going to say what I hear the Father say. All of a sudden, the church and the world, for that matter, would be a changed place. Because we wouldn't be talking out of both sides of our mouth, Brother Day. We wouldn't be. be t- We wouldn't be have to retract... I can't tell you how many times I've had to go back and say, what I said before was maybe partly true, but i got to retract this part of it because it wasn't correct. If we would just listen and hear what the Father is saying and then reciprocate what He is saying into the earth, what am I saying? I, there needs to be a spirit of prophecy to come over the church again. And I'm not just talking about prophesying blessings and tra- prophesying all this stuff out into the atmosphere. But the prophet was the one who was speaking what the Lord was saying in his day. And I'm telling you that the spirit of prophecy needs to break out again in the church where people are listening and saying, God, what are you saying? What is the spirit saying to the church? What is the spirit saying to me? And what should I be saying to them? What is it that's supposed to be proceeding out of my mouth? Look what the father said to the son. You know, I, let me back up. I skipped one thing. You need to hear this. What is it that God is saying, and what is it that God is doing that we should be doing? I love how Psalms puts this, and I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing the scripture and Psalms. But he said, The Lord is gracious, rich in love, slow to anger, abounding in love, abounding in mercy, good to all who call upon him. Amen. The Lord is gracious and slow to anger, slow to wrath. That's how we should be speaking today. Now, look what the father said to the son. Now, this is important because, again, we're talking about the direction of a voice, of, of the fatherly voice speaking to his son. And I've come to tell you that we are all sons and daughters of Christ. So this applies to us as well. But he said something when Jesus went down in the river to be baptized. And I don't have time to go there in the scripture today. But when Jesus went down to be baptized, he came, he went and was baptized. He came up out of the water. And the Bible says that the spirit of God descended on him like a dove. And there was a voice that came out from the clouds. There was a voice that came out. And he said, and the voice of God rang out. And he said, this is my voice. Beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. God said that about Jesus. Y'all, am I telling the truth? Okay. And so he said that. You know, why did God feel the need to say that about God's Son, who was deity in the water? I've come to submit to you today that Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus, after that point, went into the wilderness. And what does it say? He was tempted, he was tried, he was tested. After that point, why was it important that God spoke to Jesus on that day when he was baptized by John? John had already given him, listen, John had already given him words of affirmation. As Jesus was walking into the water, he said, No, I, it's not, it's, I'm not fit to, to baptize you. I should be baptized of you. I'm not even fit to latch your shoelaces. I don't, I, I'm, I can't baptize you. And Jesus said to him, No, John, you've got to do it. So the scripture is fulfilled. This must happen. And so he had already gotten the word of John. And Jesus said that there's not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. Not one greater prophet than John the Baptist this. And so he, the, the greatest prophet to ever live, looked at Jesus and said, you are the son of God. I'm not fit to baptize you. I'm not fit to do anything to you because you are God. And he said that is, he said that's okay. And, and it was good coming from the greatest prophet to ever live. It was a great word of affirmation. I can't even imagine what it would be like to have the, the greatest prophet that ever lived look at me and pronounce a blessing over my life. I, I believe I would take it to the bank. But Jesus needed to hear from His Father. And sometimes we need to hear from our Father. Why did Jesus need those words of affirmation? Because He was getting ready to be tested. God said, this is my beloved Son. You see, Jesus was getting ready to be tested. When Satan tested Him, He came to Him three times. He said, if you are the son then jump off this cliff and he'll give angels to protect you he said if you are the son then command this stone if you are the son he was testing him and his identity And so it was so important that God speak prior to his temptation, that he speak and say, This is my beloved son. He had to speak affirmation to even Jesus, the Godhead. He even had to speak affirmation to because God, because Jesus was fully God and yet fully man. And so he had to speak a word of affirmation over him. He needed, he needed to know that he, was going, he knew he was going into a desert place. He was going to be tempted. And how Satan was going to tempt him was in his identity, in his sonship. And he had to hear the words from his father. He didn't need to hear the words from the greatest prophet, to ever live and some of you today you are seeking a word from somebody you constantly you're going to this service and that service and you just want prophecy being spoke over you and I've come to tell you that nobody can speak quite like your daddy can speak to you he can tell you what you need to hear and when you hear it from him then the words of men will pale in comparison John the Baptist could have said everything under the sun it still wouldn't have worked he said I gotta hear from my dad i got to know, i got to hear it from my Father. And when my Father says that I am His Son, then no devil in hell can tell me anything different. He can come at me and show me 30 different ways. He can tell me how I don't line up with the Scripture. He can tell me, and I've come to tell you today that God said that you are the sons and daughters of God. i come to tell you in so many words, God has said that you are His beloved Son. You are His beloved daughter. And in you, He is well pleased. When you come to Him, He has pronounced those same blessings over you. I've come to tell you maybe it didn't sound the same. Maybe the wording is different. But let me show you how he says it to you in Scripture. He says it like this sometimes. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. I know them, they are good and not for harm. They're to give you a future and a hope. And then he says maybe a promise like this. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And then he says promises like this. I shall supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. And then he says them i have made you more than a conqueror through my son jesus through my love and then he's saying this to you you should be fully persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things to come nor nor things nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate you from the love of god from my love which is in christ jesus God has spoken words over you and they are the only words that you need to hear. They're the only words that matter. God, when He has spoken, it is forever settled. He said in His Word, in Psalms 138, He said, I have exalted my Word above even my name. The name of the Lord is to be feared and reverenced throughout all the, it, it's the. It's one of the highest things that you can say. The people, the Jewish people, the Israelites, the Hebrews—they wouldn't even say the name of the Lord because it was so holy, it was so revered that you couldn't even say it. And He said in His word, "I have exalted My word above My name, because My word is powerful." And He is speaking over you, and you should be speaking the same blessings today and I can't wait Be and I'm closing today I can't wait because of all the promises that God has spoken all of them there's great promises in his word there's great promises in his word I love the promises of God what is Deuteronomy uh, I think it's chapter 28 What does it say? Brother Daniel, pull that up for me. That chapter number 28. That last scripture. We've got to read it together. This is one of the great promises of God. Huh? I think it's 28, 1 through 14. It's only a few scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 28. verse. Now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, will you give me the NIV? It just it just it works for me today. You guys need to write that down. No, the the fact that I use the NIV, this is a one off. It's only going to happen once. Now it shall come to pass if you if you fully obey the Lord, your God, and are careful to follow His commandments, I give you today the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord. I like, I like where it's going. Verse number 3 says, You will be blessed in the city. You will be blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. The crops of your land will be blessed. Your young, uh, the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds, and the lambs of your flocks all going to be blessed. Your baskets and your kneading truck will be blessed. Amen. Some of these will receive it today. And you will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant... That your enemies will rise up against you and be defeated before you. They will come in one way, but they will flee out seven different ways. Amen. He's going to scatter them for them. The Lord will send a blessing into your barns and everything you put your hand to, the Lord your God will bless you in the land he has given you. Somebody ought to be shouting about now. And the Lord will establish you as his people and as his promise upon you as an oath. If you give the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him. And then all the people of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord. And they will fear not only God, but they will fear you. They're going. To, I don't want to mess with him because he's connected to Jesus. The Lord God will grant you an abundance of prosperity in the fruit of your womb, in the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground, in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. You and the Lord will open the heavens and the storehouse of his bounty to send rain in your land in the season and to bless the works of your hand and will lend to, listen, you will lend to many nations, but you will borrow from no one. You'll not need anything. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail if you pay attention to his commandments. And God will give you this day and careful to follow them. You will always be the top and never beneath. Amen. You'll always be above and never beneath. You'll be the head and not the tail. Your your bats will be overflowing. You will taste of the good of the land. You will delight your soul in fatness. You will see the good works of the Lord. This was a great promise from God and He is saying it over you today. But I've come to tell you there is one promise that beats all of them. And it's the promise that one of these days when we have run our race to its completion that we stand in front of Him in the physical sense and finally we get to hear out of His mouth uttering one simple phrase he's going to say something that is going to be so profound it's going to shake every nation every time he says it it's never going to get old from thousands and millions of times that he's going to say it to all the saved people of the world he's going to say well done thou good and thou faithful servant Enter into the riches of my kingdom. I cannot wait to hear the words of affirmation of the Father on that day. Stand up to your feet and give the Lord praise in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on somebody, somebody clap your hands, oh you people, and shout out to God with a voice of triumph. When cousin says it, it might be true. When your friend tells you, it could be true. When your your uncle tells you, it's probably false. When your dad says it, it's ironclad. When your dad says it, it's truth. It doesn't even have to line up with anything. It's just truth. Your father is speaking over you today. And I've come to tell you that here, if if you get nothing else when you leave today, you need to hear this. I wish that the people of God would get the zeal that they had when they were 10 years old. And when God, your Father, speaks you something, that you grab a hold of it like you did when you were 10. And nothing, this is childlike faith, nothing was going to deter you from what your dad spoke over you I don't care what it I don't care whose theology it lines up with I don't care I don't care who's coming against you I don't care where the bill I don't care what what you don't see in the natural God has said it over you and we need some childlike faith again. If you if, if God if the heavenly father has said it it's worth clinging to. If he said it it's worth fighting for. I wish that some people would fight for their testimony again. I wish some people would fight for their healing again. There are people that have gone to their grave saying I know that the Lord said he was going to heal me but it's not happened yet. I wish that people would fight again for their healing. The Bible says that since the beginning the kingdom has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. I'm telling you when God speaks it, it's worth fighting for. And listen, it's worth working for. Don't you sit there and tell me God spoke something over your life and you're not willing to get up off your duff and begin to work toward the thing that God has called you to do. I don't even have time to preach about it this morning, but it's worth working for. When God says it, put your hand to the plow and don't look back. It's worth working for. I'm telling you. And listen, it's worth dying for. I'm telling Telling you were coming to a day when you are going to have to stand up for the word of God and it may cost you your life oh that's too far fetched I'm telling you there are many countries today where people are dying every hour because of their profession of the cause of Christ it's worth dying for if God said it he said I promise you that when you stand before me the next time you hear my voice you're going to hear well done thou good and faithful servant but even more than worth dying for it's worth living for God is worth living for in your word. His word in your life is worth living for. It's worth living for. It's worth giving your life to. It's worth giving your heart to. Getting serious about what God has said over you. And getting serious about what you are saying over other people. Remember what Jesus said. I only do what I see the Father do. And I only say what I hear the Father say. That's the life that we should be living.